Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the voice show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here once again virtually with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? So excited to be back. I took you know, a little bit of a break from Trivia Over Tea, but I'm here again. It's amazing. Well, we're so happy that you, our star scorekeeper, is back today for our second semifinal of the Trivia Over Tea Tournament of Champions. And the winner of today's semifinal match will go on to play Sophie in next week's grand final. So the stakes could literally not be any higher. And so let's meet our distinguished contestants. First, we have Matthew. Hello, uh, I'm Matthew. Thrilled to be back at Trivia Over Tea with my now customary Earl Grey uh, iced tea. For those of you who haven't heard any of my episodes before, I'm a composer lyricist based in Houston, Texas right now. I'm attending Catholic University of America virtually for my master's program. We'll be moving up to DC in August. Very exciting. Uh, thrilled to be with all of you today. Well, thank you, Matthew. And we also have Jasper. Hey, y'all. Um, lovely to be here as always. Uh, I'm a student at Pomona College and must confess, I'm not currently drinking any tea because to be honest, it is just really, really hot today here in Evanston, Illinois. Um, but I am munching on a delicious slice of uh, jalapeno cheddar sourdough from the audacious Benison's Bakery in Evanston Staple, if anyone's visiting, come by, uh, which I think is um, on the quality of, uh, you know, the, the that this podcast has really come to expect in terms of fine food and drink. So I, I hope that works, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You will be forgiven if you take me there um, when I am in Evanston next month. Can be arranged. Excellent. Well, thank you both for joining us today. As with our regular shows, we're going to have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Man, so our first round is our first general knowledge round, where you'll each get five multiple choice questions. Um, feel free to pick the answer that you think is correct and avoid the ones that you think are incorrect. Each question here is worth 10 points. Great advice, Carter. Thank you. Question one. Uh, oh. Matthew, you're up first. Are you ready? That's me. Hello. Yes, I am ready. Okay. <laughs> Question one. At the 20th Tony Awards on June 16th, 1966, what musical based on Cervantes' Don Quixote won six awards, including Best Musical? A, A Little Night Music, B, Pipe Dream, or C, Man of La Mancha? That is Man of La Mancha. That is correct. It also won Best Actor for Richard Kiley. Best Direction of a Musical, Best Original Score, and Best Scenic Design. Question 2. In 1912, after having left the White House in 1909, Theodore Roosevelt ran for president again as a member of what party? A. The Bull Moose Party, B. The Bear Moose Party, or C. The Bee Moose Party? Ah, lots of moose variants there. I believe it is the Bull Moose Party. <laughs> that is correct, otherwise known as the Progressive Party. Roosevelt and the incumbent, William Howard Taft, split the Republican vote, allowing Woodrow Wilson and the Democrats to claim the White House in 1912. Question 3. Amelia Earhart was the first female aviator to fly solo across what body of water? A. The Pacific Ocean, B. The Atlantic Ocean, or C. The Gulf of Mexico? I believe it was the Atlantic Ocean. That's correct. She left Harbor Grace, 
Newfoundland on May 20, 1932, and landed 14 hours and 56 minutes later in a field near Derry, Northern Ireland. She had intended to fly to Paris, but encountered mechanical issues and landed in Northern Ireland instead. And apparently a farmhand in Derry asked her, Have you flown far? And she replied, From America. Question oh, four. Man. The 1975 film Jaws was directed by whom? A. Steven Spielberg. B. Quentin Tarantino. Or C. Alfred Hitchcock. That is a Spielberg picture. However, I would have loved to have seen the Jaws of those other two directors. <laughs> <laughs> the Quentin Tarantino Jaws, where the shark loses its ears. Yes, this is uh, Steven Spielberg. This film made him a household name. And finally, question five. Which of the following was not a reason David Crosby was kicked out of the band, The Birds? A, he went on a political rant on stage during a performance. B, he smoked excessive amounts of pot or C, he played with a rival band. Which of these was not a reason he was kicked out of the band? Correct. Um, let's see, I watched the David Crosby documentary, and I this was a while ago, and oh gosh, what was it about him kicked out? I know he did all of those things, <laughs> but, but I don't remember what it was that got him kicked out. I'm going to say it was um, was not did not get him kicked out. I would say smoking a bunch of pot. That's correct. Okay. His rant um, on stage was about how there was a massive government cover-up and conspiracy surrounding the Kennedy assassination. And he played with Buffalo Springfield at the Monterey International Pop Festival in 1967. And it was in Buffalo Springfield that his future fellow bandmates, Stephen Stills and Neil Young, were members when they were Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And then later Crosby, Stills, and Nash after Young went his own way. And then came back, and I'm not, I'm not sure of all the timeline. You can ask my dad, because he... It's okay. It's he's, like the biggest, <laughs> he's like the biggest CSNY fan out there. It's like uh, that in, like, Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Star... Like, in terms of, like, genealogy of rock <laughs> bands. <laughs> so hard to keep track of it all. Yeah. Alrighty, Jasper, are you ready for your five questions? I think so. Carter, just to be sure, you said we should pick the one that we think is correct. Uh, yes. It's a good clarification. Please pick the one that you think is correct. <laughs> okay, I think I can do it. Okay, question one. From 1927 to 1931, Duke Ellington's band was the house band at what Harlem club? A, the Cotton Club, B, the Apollo, or C, the Palladium? Pretty sure it's A. That's correct, the Cotton Club. Even though it featured many prominent black performers, black people could not actually initially patronize the club. Question two, what was the only state that did not send delegates to the 1787 Constitutional Convention? A, Delaware, B, New Jersey, or C, Rhode Island? Ooh, okay. Um, I'm trying to decide which one of those states maybe didn't exist. Um, my, my guess is Rhode Island. That's correct. I mean, they all existed because they were all part of the 13 original colonies. Okay. But for Rhode Island, there was concern about the fact that it's in its original form, the Constitution did not pr protect religious freedom, which was a core principle for the state's citizens and was in its royal charter. And so Rhode Island was the last of the 13 colonies to ratify the Constitution. Huh. Question three. In the famous shower scene in Alfred Hitchcock's film Psycho, what did the filmmakers use for blood? A, food coloring, B, chocolate syrup, or C, ketchup? Oh, I think 
It's in black and white, so the answer is chocolate syrup. That's correct. The film is in black and white, so it didn't matter that chocolate syrup is not red. Question four. Bill Mazeroski is the only person in Major League Baseball history to do what? A, hit for the cycle in the World Series. B, hit a walk-off home run in Game 7 of the World Series. Or C, throw a perfect game during the World Series. This is going to be completely arbitrary. Um, <laughs> because I don't know. Um, okay, so the options are walk-off homer, hit the cycle, um, or... Perfect game. Perfect game. Um, walk-off homer? That's correct. He's the only person to hit a walk-off home run in Game 7 of the World Series. Um, he was a second baseman who played 17 seasons for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He hit the walk-off home run in Game 7 of the 1960 World Series against the New York Yankees. And the 1993 World Series also ended on a walk-off home run, but that was in Game 6. No one has ever hit for the cycle in the World Series, and Don Larson was the one who threw the perfect game in the 1956 World Series. And finally, question five. Which of the following operas is not based on a play by Pierre Beaumarchais? A. Barbara of Seville, B. Marriage of Figaro, or C. The Elixir of Love? Um, let's say uh, Barbara of Seville. No, Barbara of Seville and, Ma and Marriage of Figaro are the two Figaro play, two of the three Figaro plays by Pierre Beaumarchais. <laughs> and uh, the answer is The Elixir of Love, which was based on a previous right. libretto by Eugene Scribe. Barber and Marriage are the two plays in, two, first two plays in Beaumarchais' Figaro trilogy. The Guilty Mother is the third play, but there isn't an operatic ad adaptation of that play in the traditional repertoire. All righty, well, that's the end of round one. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? With Matthew and Jasper making these questions look pretty easy. Uh, Matthew is ahead by 10 points, uh, a total of 50, and Jasper has 40. It's time for our weekly audience question, and if you'll recall, last week's question was Lin-Manuel Miranda was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Song for a Song from what Disney animated film? And the answer to that is Moana. The song is How Far I'll Go. And special thanks to Heidi Parker Combs, who wrote in with that answer. So thank you, Heidi, for doing that. And you too could receive a shout out on this very distinguished podcast if you answered the question and sent me a little note. So be sure you do that for this week. For this week's question, We'll talk about the G7 meeting, which happened last week, and President Biden was in the UK for that. What is the only G7, that's group of seven, country located in Asia? So have a think about that. Send me your answer, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. And so now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, similar to round one, the most important rule is that you give an answer that is conceivably correct. Uh, here, you will be given five questions that are all on the same topic, and they're open-ended now, so they're also worth more points. Uh, here, they're worth 20 points, and if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points. Alrighty, both of you are gonna get the same topic this week, and I'm gonna ask you each five questions about rivers in the United States. So, Matthew, you are up first, are you ready? Sure. Let's give it a go. Question one. 
Washington, D.C. is separated from Virginia by what river? Is that the Potomac River? Potomac River. Question two. What Oregon River runs through Eugene, Corvallis, and Salem before reaching its mouth at the Columbia River in Portland? Oh. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> that one. Uh, that one. <laughs> oh, the Willamette? Willamette, yes. Willamette, okay. Yeah, we'll excuse fine. the pronunciation error. <laughs> um, yes, and it's uh, the name also so of the Willamette <laughs> Valley there in northwestern Oregon. <laughs> Question three. What river forms much of the border between Texas and Oklahoma and lends its name to the rivalry between the University of Texas at Austin and the University of Oklahoma? The Red River. The Red River, Red river Rivalry. It's a Correct. <laughs> Question four. It might seem odd for what river in Pueblo, Colorado to be named for a southeastern state, but if you follow the river all the way to its mouth at the Mississippi River, you will understand why. Hmm. Named for a southeastern state, you say? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I checked to make sure that see. was in the clue. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, amazing. Then let's just pick a southeastern state, shall we? Um, the Georgia. No. Jasper? Arkansas? It's the Arkansas River. You have to think it's going to flow in from the west, and so it has to be on the west side of the Mississippi River. And in fact, the mouth of this river is in Dacia County, Arkansas, along the border mm. with Mississippi. And finally, question five. What Northeast Ohio River flows through downtown Cleveland, as well as a namesake valley and national park? Well, I, I, I seem to recall it. There is a river called the Ohio River, but I don't know if that's the one. But I'll just say the Ohio River. <laughs> no, it's not the Ohio. Jasper? I figured not. Is this the Cuyahoga? It is the Cuyahoga River. It's the one that used to catch on fire um, decades past because they kept dumping bad stuff in the river. And uh, the valley and park, it's called the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. All righty, Jasper, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Question one. Manhattan is separated from New Jersey by what river? Oh, there are two options. <laughs> the Hudson? Yes, it's the Hudson River. Question two. Covington, Kentucky lies across what river from Cincinnati? Is this the Ohio? This is the Ohio River. Yes. Uh, question three. What river, named for a city in Georgia, forms much of the border between Georgia and South Carolina. Okay, well, there's no Atlanta River. Um, let's say Athens. No, Matthew? For some reason, Savannah popped into my head. It's the Savannah River. And the mouth of the river is located basically in Savannah, Georgia, at the Atlantic Ocean. Question four. Peoria is the main city on what Land of Lincoln River? Oh no. Peoria is just there's a there's a river in Peoria. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um is this the Wabash? No. Matthew? Ooh. Uh I <laughs> I can't I can't say I have a definite answer to this one, so I'll just I'll just say like the Springfield River. <laughs> no. That's a city in Illinois. No, Jasper, you're gonna kick yourself. This is the Illinois River. Oh, 
I honestly don't even really know where the Illinois River goes, but now I know it goes through. Peter. Well, it's most it's mostly in the non-Chicago part of the state. It flows over yeah. to the Mississippi. Yeah, but that's why I couldn't say on what Illinois River because it was the Illinois River. So yeah, I probably should have <laughs> should have thought of that. I should have picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Question five. Very Question... Jeopardy-like of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Question five. What river flows through downtown Albuquerque and later forms part of the U.S.-Mexico border? Is this the Santa Fe? No. Matthew? The Rio Grande? The Rio Grande. Yes. Oh. All righty. Well, that's the end of round two. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Matthew is pulled ahead by 30 points. So it's still pretty close. Uh, Matthew has 130 and Jasper has 100. Okie dokie, now it is time for round three. So Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, round three is like round two, but the stakes are now slightly higher. Each question is worth 30 points. And if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. We're all about raising the stakes here on Trivia Over Tea. Matthew, are you ready for your five questions? I am. Question one. There are three primary interstate highways located entirely within Texas, including I-37, which connects San Antonio to what coastal city? San Antonio to, um, to Corpus Christi. Correct. It runs 143 miles from downtown San Antonio to downtown Corpus Christi. Question two. On June 16, 1858, Abraham Lincoln gave his famous A House Divided Against Itself Cannot Stand speech while running for Senate against what incumbent with whom he had a series of famous debates? Uh, Douglas. Correct. Stephen Douglas. Lincoln lost the election and published his debates with Douglas as part of the 1860 presidential campaign, and there are several speeches interspersed with the debates in the book, and The House Divided is first among them. Question three. Gilbert and Sullivan were known for lampooning the rise of unqualified people to positions of authority in their operas, including Sir Joseph Porter, the ruler of the Queen's Navy, in what operetta? Uh, that is Pinafore. The HMS Pinafore, correct. Sir Joseph sings, When I Was a Lad, in which he recounts his rise to power by keeping his mouth shut and voting the way people wanted him to. The last verse is, now, landsmen all, wherever you may be, if you want to rise to the top of the tree, if your soul isn't fettered to an office stool, be careful to be guided by this golden rule. Stick close to your desks, and never go to sea, and you all may be rulers of the Queen's Navy. Quadruple rhyme. Yes. <laughs> Gotta love Gilbert. The famously yes. difficult to rhyme E syllable. Honestly, though, I try to. I, I like. I like. I like had a reckoning with myself a while ago. I was like, "Oh God, I have too many E rhymes like in my songs." So I try to try to eliminate some of them. I think. I think I've noticed that. I'm not gonna lie. Wow. Okay. Shade. My goodness. Lots of B, C, me. Like. <laughs> agree. I don't. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Well, maybe maybe you can find some solace in the fact that Gilbert had the same issue, at least with this particular verse. Yeah, I shall. Question four. In June 2013, a new version of what staple American bakery company restarted production of Twinkies and Ding Dongs after its original version went bankrupt and, and liquidated all of its assets? It's like the two big ones. Twinkies, that's Hostess. Correct. Yes. And finally, question five. 
Richard Bletchenden is credited with popularizing iced tea as a beverage by selling it at the 1904 World's Fair held in what Midwestern city? That the Chicago World's Fair? No. Jasper? I think it was in St. Louis. It was in St. Louis. Mm. He had originally been selling hot tea, but realized that people didn't want the beverage in the hot St. Louis days, um, so he tried it iced instead. The 1904 World's Fair was held in conjunction with that year's Olympics, which were also held in St. Louis. I believe the 1893 World's Fair was the one that was in Chicago. The yeah. Columbian Exposition. There you go. All righty. Jasper, are you ready for your five questions? Yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to worry, but I suppose I should be. Well, ready. If, you, if you run the table <laughs> here, you, you've, uh, I think you can still catch him. So let's see how you do. Question one. In 2002, while Soldier Field was being rebuilt, thousands of Chicagoans found themselves driving down what interstate highway to watch Bears games at the University of Illinois Memorial Stadium in Champaign? Oh, my Lord. Um, this is what I get for commuting to Champaign on the train. And... <laughs> Gosh darn it. Um, if I wanted to go to Champaign, I don't know, would I take 80? I-80? No. Matthew, you want to take a guess? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say a multiple of five or ten. Um, <laughs> let's, let's say 30. <laughs> no, 30 is in Texas and Arkansas because that, that goes through Dallas and Fort Worth and Little Rock. Um, and it's not 80 either. 80 goes east-west across the state. We were looking for a north-south um, highway, I-57. Champagne is 138 miles right. driving from Soldier Field, pretty much due south. Mm -hmm. Question two. With its recipe patented in 1903, what soft drink is the second most consumed soda in the United States? Second most consumed? Um, well, I'm assuming Coke is the first. Uh, do people like Pepsi? Uh... <laughs> is that your answer? Sure. Well, that's correct. It was, supplant <laughs> it was supplanted briefly by Diet Coke, but regained the number two spot in 2014 as sales of diet sodas plummeted due to health concerns over artificial sweeteners and flavoring. Question three. One economic reform of the New Deal was the establishment of what agency which insures depositors' money in banks up to $250,000? Oh, this is the FDIC? Correct. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Many banks failed in the Great Depression and bank runs for, were common. Before the FDIC, if the bank failed and didn't have the money for you to close your account, you were out of luck. Question four. The term Coltrane changes originated in what famous John Coltrane song whose chords are famously hard to improvise over? Giant steps. I'm sorry. Giant steps. Giant steps. Giant steps. <laughs> well, yes, that's correct. <laughs> I would hope so. The first recording of this jazz standard is fascinating, as Coltrane had only shown the piece to his fellow performers mere minutes before they started recording. The most famous result of this was an especially choppy piano solo by Tommy Flanagan, according to my brother, who wrote that question. And finally, question five. In 2003, State Representative John Noel introduced a bill to require that restaurants that serve iced tea in what peach state only serve sweet tea? Georgia? That's correct. 
uh, the Georgia General Assembly did not take action on the bill. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Alrighty, well, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Jasper has shrunk the lead to a mere 15 uh, points Ooh, difference. Yeah. So Matthew has 250 points and Jasper has 235. Okay, and now it is time for round four. And at the end of this round, we will know who will move on to face Sophie in the grand final next week. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules for round four? Yes, round four is truly our showdown where each question is worth 40 points. We're going to ask you to write down your answers to the questions and we'll answer at the same time. There will be three opportunities to get 40 points or 120 total if you do the math. All righty. Matthew, Jasper, are you ready? Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Question one. What versatile athlete became the first Native American to win an Olympic gold medal for the United States? winning the pentathlon and decathlon at the 1912 games in Stockholm. Do we have answers? I don't even have a guess. Yeah, me no neither. Guesses. I think it, it may just be a pass. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a bit of a deep cut, um, but a very famous athlete. Jim Thorpe was his name. Thorpe is mm. considered one of the greatest athletes of all time and competed professionally in football and baseball. His medals were stripped in 1913 after it was revealed that Thorpe had previously played professional baseball, which violated the Olympic strict amateur rules in place at the time. And uh, there's been much controversy about how the medals were stripped and uh, was related to the fact that he was, in fact, Native American. The medals have since been restored, but it was many, many decades later. And Jim Thorpe is a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Question two. Until February 2021, what was the only U.S. state without commercial air service? Do we have an answer? I'm, I'm almost there. I've got to get it. I think maybe, probably not. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think I might get it. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> A few more seconds. Uh, okay, I don't think it's right, but I have something. Okay, Matthew, what is your answer? I don't think this is right, but I said West Virginia. Jasper? My guess is North Dakota. Both of you are wrong. The answer is Delaware. Really? Yes. Frontier Airlines began service between Wilmington and Orlando this February, before citizens of Delaware had to go to either Philadelphia, which is not far from Wilmington, or to BWI to fly. Huh. So there you go. Sorry, Delaware. <laughs> Question three. The title of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night is a reference to the Twelfth Night of what holiday? Do we have answers? Matthew, what is your answer? Sad. I'm sad that I don't know this for sure, but I just said Christmas. Jasper? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> if we both get it right, then Matthew wins. So if I also guess Christmas, there is no benefit to me so it's now kind of in my interest to come up with something else <laughs> strategy i love that. um so let's say uh <laughs> lent <laughs> uh it was christmas yeah 
Yes, a reference to the twelfth night of Christmas, the final night of Christmas, the night before the Epiphany, which historically has had um, big celebrations. And the play's title was a reference to a twelfth night celebration. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, what was the final score? Matthew takes the semifinal by 55 points, 290 to 235. Congratulations, Matthew. You have advanced to the grand final to face off against Sophie. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Um, this was fun. Thanks. I'm excited. Great. Fantastic. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Matthew and Jasper, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music and providing some questions. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea and feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. Tune in next week when we have our grand final between Matthew and Sophie and we'll have 33 fantastic questions for them. Thank you. We'll see you next week.